Okay, if you don't know this about me, you're going to find out real quick. First off, I'm the Fit and Faith podcast host. Did you know that? Yes. You're here on the podcast listening to me, Tamara Andres. But the thing I want to share with you is adventure. I love to adventure. I love travel. I love joy. If you don't get this quick snapshot when you look at my Instagram of like flipping, go outside and like ground or laughter or even just all of the immense experiences of adventure that aren't so high because that's a lot of our adventure too, right? The lows. And so I am excited to share with you a traveling, wondering soulmate, no pun intended, Ginger Stocky, today's guest. She is a new author of a book called Chasing Wonder, Small Steps Towards a Life of Big Adventures. And she is also the chief creative officer of Joyce Meyer Ministries. She shares with us so much depth, so much goodness and richness of the heart of the Father today. She tells us about some of the stories she's experienced around the world and how she literally chases wonder every single day. And I am now being called to a higher level of adventure and travel and excellence and excitement just because of our time together in this show. So I hope that it blesses you. I hope it gets you outside, not necessarily in another country, though that would be rad, right in your backyard. And she talks all about why and how and when and with who and all the things in this show. Ginger, you are a blessing and you all have to go follow her on Instagram, on Facebook, and go get her new book, Chasing Wonder. All right, Ginger, thanks for coming. This is your God wink. The moment that heaven says, for such a time as this, it's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering if you're wondering, what is this? Well, This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. I sort of didn't want that intro song to end. That was so good. (laughs) So much life and energy in that. And you, it matches your smile so much. I just love your energy. You guys, if you're not watching live, you're going to miss out on Ginger's smile. So go find her in any of the ways. We're going to go right out the gate. Go find Ginger Stocky. I just know how to pronounce her last name uh, on all the places, (laughs) Instagram, Facebook. But you guys, this is more than just a place to share smile. It is a place to share the sad and the hard and the uphill and the downhill and everything in between. And it's so parallel to Ginger's newest book that is coming out June 15th called Chasing Wonder, Small Steps Toward a Life of Big Adventures. And she has so many things, but I want us to be able to dive in specifically to the heartbeat and the message of this, um, this book. And so let's do that. Thanks for being here. I am thrilled to be here. It's so fun to get to share some time with you and all of our friends and to talk about this growing adventure and sense of wonder in our lives. And uh, we need it now more than ever. 
You're so right. You're so right. And I think that that's something that people will put to the wayside um, in the midst of a time when they might feel like they're clawing for more, right? Where you're yes. like literally going up that steep mountain or what can feel like a really fast downhill, depending on where you are in your life. And it's like, where's the adventure in that? You're just trying to grip. And so I'm so curious what your perspective is on this book, what your heart is for it, what you're looking for people to receive. I think that it's so important that we realize that God is not always that God we have in our mind. Sometimes we we make this picture of who God is, and he may be a distant, far-off force, or he may be a thumb coming down on us who's kind of angry at us. Um, but what, whatever we read in the Bible, um, even if we believe those words, we still have to renew our thinking so that we understand who God actually is in our life. And one of the things that I am so passionate about is what God says about the adventure and the life and the joy that he has for each one of us. And so that's my goal. When I talk about chasing wonder, I'm talking about making a decision or a commitment that we are going to full heartedly on purpose chase after everything that God has for us, chase after who he is to know him better. It's not just about getting stuff or having the perfect happy life. It's it's not that at all. It's about having a connection with him that um, just excels everything in our life. Mm, that is so incredible that I love the part one joy is like my life word. I love joy. I love everything that it exudes. It's why I have the rainbow because I feel like it's a playful piece. And I think play met with adventure and paralleling that to God, the father is not something that people are used to yeah. at all. I mean, even though we're called to childlike faith, we don't think of him as childlike, right? We're thinking of him right. as, as like a, as a, on this altar, on this throne like above a hierarchy, a, a king, if you will. And Ooh. it doesn't feel like he's parallel to like, let's go play ring around the Rosie. Right. You're so right. I love, I love that you put it in that fashion because adventure does always feel, at least for me, because I like adventure. Talk to the people who don't like adventure a little bit. Right. <laughs> So the the thing about God is he is all those things that you're saying. I mean, he is holy and he is all knowing, but he's also a loving, joyful, playful father. And I love the way that you kind of describe that. And we need that in our lives so bad. So yes, people kind of see themselves as maybe I'm adventurous or, you know, maybe not so much, but it's time to set aside our thoughts of adventure. And instead, open up our life to what God sees as adventure, because adventure is very different for every one of us. And the wonder that we find in him will be tailor made perfectly for you. It's not going to be what I do. It's, it's not going to be what your neighbor does or your mom. It, the adventure that God has for you is so perfect for your personality, for your style, for your talents, all those things that he has put in you. So if you're thinking, I'm not big on adventure, then think about different adventure. Maybe you're not a skydiver. Fine. Who cares? <laughs> Maybe you're more of that person whose adventure is really connecting with someone on a deeper level, making a, a friendship that you didn't have before. That is an amazing adventure. So I believe God has incredible things for every one of us that are just right for us. This literally makes me so happy. You guys, I don't always get to like have time to research everyone before it comes on. And this is is literally speaking my soul's language. And the fact that you use skydiving as the one adventurous example, all of the people that I'm connected to are going to be like, she had to have known. Because everyone always says that they feel like when they come into community with me that I push them out of airplanes or off <laughs> mountain cliffs. <laughs> they go skydiving. And this very morning, I had a word about affirmation from a friend that I don't even really know. They just see me through Clubhouse and witness me sharing. And they said, every time I'm with you, it feels like I'm being propelled out of an airplane, but you've given me a rainbow colored parachute. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. I'm like, ah, I'm in 
to hold this my life. Yeah, I'm like, let's go. I just need to now get some branded parachutes and just pass those out in my swag bags. <laughs> no, but this is so true. And I love, I love the fact that it doesn't have to be so grandiose, right? And I think that's something that people miss even in their faith journeys. They're expecting um, maybe somebody else's story is magnificent. I don't have a testimony like her. I don't have that adventurous spirit like them. How am I supposed to adventure with God if I don't even like to put my fan, my feet in the sand? Right. right. So I, I wanted you to hear people to hear your heart more in this regard of knowing that it's it's perfectly tailor made. I mean, how luxurious does that sound? It's perfect. And the thing to remember is our tendency, just like you said, is to compare, to compare and contrast and feel bad about ourselves and there's nowhere in the Bible that it says, um, I want you to look at someone else and do what they do. It, it just, it, other than Jesus, of course, that's what we're supposed to do. But it doesn't say that God has this for everyone. And if you miss it, you're in trouble. It, it's that God has something specific for each one of us that is hand chosen and, and ordained by him for you. And so when we stop that comparison game, and even when we change our own definition of what wonder is, of what adventure is, of what joy is in our life, then it starts to change a lot of the things about ourselves. So here's a great example. Um, I love travel and probably going out a little too far. I do have a skydiving trip coming up here. Not too Are you long. serious? This is so good. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. I, I love pushing things a little bit, but my husband is the, a different side, right? So um, I'm kind of the creative and he's kind of the engineer and that's how God puts us together so often. And he loves to, um, keep his feet firmly, safely on the ground and still have these wonderful adventures that are very different. Uh, so one example is we we find ways that we can do these things together without always doing the exact same thing. So not too long ago, I had the opportunity to go paragliding, which was amazing. And um, it's when you get strapped on with somebody else again who knows what they're doing, because I have no idea how to do this with a big wing overhead and, and you run and jump off a cliff. And then the wind picks you up and you go flying out over the ocean. And it was spectacular. And I said to my husband, Tim, do you want to do this because I was so excited about it. He's like, no, no <laughs> not a chance. No. <laughs> not even considering it. But what he did was he was there with me. We're supporting each other. And then there's a beautiful professional golf course next door that he got to check out. And so that was his adventure. So these are very practical examples. But if you also take that to the spiritual, it's the same thing. Our adventures that are what we're doing together with God are also very different. You're doing your thing. You're doing this podcast and encouraging so many people. So for someone at home to say, I don't have a podcast, um, my time with God is not as important, is not accurate at all. God might be calling that person to an incredible prayer ministry where right where they are, they are impacting lives in ways they will never see. So there is always something beautiful and perfect for each one of us. But we do need a little push. We do need sometimes to step off of that ledge, whatever that ledge is for us, so that God can be that wing that sweeps us off that wind that comes along and takes us soaring. You're so right. And I have to ask, is that, was that in La Jolla, California? That it was. Oh, I've done that. Oh my gosh. We are two peas. This is so fun. I almost puked on the guy who jumped off with me. It was so funny. We were going like so calm on this adventure and looking at all the houses, which we just hiked up Ho Chi Minh Trail right there. And so it was uh -huh. so cool to see from that different angle. And he was like, yeah, this girl yesterday almost threw up on me. I'm like, really? That's shocking. I'm surprised. He's like, yeah, she didn't even tell me she just started throwing up and I'm like oh man that's terrible and he's like you want to like play around a little bit and I'm like yeah sure so he starts swinging and swinging and I was like uh I'm gonna throw up on you <laughs> and he's like please don't please don't. 
<laughs> At least you warned him. I wonder if we had the same guy. <laughs> I don't know. He was from another country. We were having ago. so much fun. And he starts doing these little dips and twirls. And I'm like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And then at one point, just all of a sudden, I'm like, oh. Oh, <laughs> totally, totally. I, I think it's time to put our feet back on the ground. <laughs> and you know what's good? It's so parallel to this entire conversation and the understanding that just like we change our minds and we're like, we need our feet back over there. God is willing to go with us on that adventure. And he's are also smiling. Like I am such a believer that God has this massive laugh and he desires us to be in laughter with him. And that if we just like experience all the funny moments of life, that he's actually in the midst of that just as much as he is in the midst of you meeting your husband or the sweet Mm -hmm. surrender moments where you're on your face and he brings life to you again. I think that it would allow us to understand that his character is so multifaceted, so much more than we give him credit for. I think you're right. And we, God and I laugh a lot together. And I think he laughs at me a lot too. And I'm completely okay with that because it's out of love. It's not out of anything else. And so (laughs) it spurs me on. It keeps me connected to him. And I think that's hugely important. And then on the flip side, those moments where my heart is breaking, where really hard things are happening, Um, because we all have those times as well that he's crying with us at that same time that when my heart breaks, his heart breaks, when I'm laughing, we're laughing together. That's what being a friend with a loving God is all about, as well as that healthy respect and, and fear in that healthy way. It's all a big package that we have to explore to get to know who he is even more. So there you go. There's the exploration piece, too, of the adventure. And it's so cool. So I host women's retreats around the world. And um, we I specifically want that for women, because let's talk through the person who never gets their feet wet. The person who is like not willing to go on the adventure and yet they're living in this cyclical kind of rut of life and they haven't yet embraced this fullness of who God is. It's the whole reason I, I'm sure you're taking people to go skydiving is like shake them just a little bit. And in that shaking, there's this revelation that occurs that is so incredible. Have you done this this excursion before? So I I love helping people understand that it is a step-by-step process, that God is so loving and so patient with us that, yes, he asks big things from us. There are examples all through the Bible where God asks something that people are like, what? (laughs) Abraham and Isaac come to mind. Yeah. So many many. Jonah, of course, he didn't want to do it at first. Um, Mary was asked to do something entirely crazy. And, but she, the words fresh out of her mouth were, let it be as you say. Now, I think the words out of my mouth might have been, what will everyone think? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Her words were, let this be as you say. And I don't always have that kind of faith. I I strive to, but I want that to be my answer to God when he asks me to do something. And sometimes it's a lot harder than other times. But when we are at a place in our life where we just feel unsettled, I've been there. You probably have at some point too. And we get dissatisfied with life. We get um, what I, I, I call kind of grouchy, just kind of disgruntled. Nothing, nothing really fits. Nothing makes us really happy. And in general, the the world right now has kind of been stuck in that place where so many things have been taken away from us. You know, we haven't been able to spend time with people that we love. Some of us have lost loved ones. We haven't been able to travel, um, haven't been able to go to the workplace, some people. And now these things are coming back, but there's still the remnants, kind of the crust, the dirt of all of those things. And when we can begin to scrape that stuff off, when we begin to um, kind of like washing in the river with this water that God gives us, that's a, a renewing and a freshness that we can say, God, I know you have something new for me. I don't know what it is. I don't even know how to take the first step to get there. But if we can start step by step, tiny steps, that prayer is number one then you'll begin to have the Holy Spirit nudge you in different ways. And it's about following the nudges. It's not always about 
taking the big leap because God knows us. He knows what we need and he helps us along the way. So step by step is a really great way to start instead of thinking about, oh, no, now I have to go jump out of an airplane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot more people will be comfortable with this conversation if they know that we're not going to necessarily do that. No, we'd like to, because I do think that there's in that process and it is it's um, it's a sweet process. But I think the ultimate word that keeps coming to mind is surrender. Mm, right. Is that whether you're jumping out of an airplane or you're surrendering to take just the next step out of a place of, of hard, out of a place of complete yeah. upheaval. Right. It's it takes yeah. it takes that faith, that mustard seed of faith and knowing that it takes surrender to do that. Like we can't do any of the things that we do on a consistent basis without that surrender. Mm hmm. And, and I don't want to because I've tried it on my own before and I end up Preach. trying the wrong thing <laughs> and it not working out and it not going the way I want. But this is also an interesting flip to all of this is sometimes you do exactly what God asked you to do and it feels like failure. It feels like it didn't go where you want it to. And I, I get that too. And there are so many times in our life that we don't understand God's process. We don't understand what he had in mind. And so another part of this whole adventure is to realize that as we're walking with God, that there is no failure, that he will take these things and use them for our good or for other people's good um, to teach us something and then to take us to the next point. So I think that's so important because a lot of us feel like a failure in life or like um, I can't have adventure because I'll mess it up again or I've messed up too many times. And that's just not how God walks with us. You're so right, Ginger. I think that there's that sense of shame that the society has has very very easily figured out how to maneuver into our lives based Mm -hmm. on the success of your path. Right. And you're thinking I I immediately go to the pathway of like hiking because my husband is always hiking. My son is always hiking and the switchbacks. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's either you go straight up the hill, straight up to the top and it's very hard and there's no clear (laughs) path or the, the man has created a switchback, which is going one way up a little bit, then it goes backwards the other way. They have these on roads as well when you're going up a mountain, but it, it feels like I have to go this way just to get up to that point. And it's the knowing that that process, that journey that we're on in the imperfection, in the misstep, perhaps, um, that God always will put us back on the trail marker. He's got the blue path. It's right here. And he's going to use those missteps for further education for other people, uh, further empathy. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned in my failure is to be able to empathize with other people, Mm -hmm. um, to cry and weep with people when they're in their struggles. Um, So I, I think that that's such a critical thing for people to grasp hold of and to grasp hold of as a, as a success rather than a failure. Yeah. Those are hard lessons. They're really, really hard lessons to grab onto. Nobody wants to do it. (laughs) Nobody wants to um, make their way up the long, slow path. We, we want to get there quickly. We want the drive through answers. And um, there are, are just so many times that are the sweetest in my life because God did show me his goodness through the heart pass. And uh, if I have a choice, you know, I'll say, Hey, let's go have this fun adventure. But God will often say before we can get to that, I have to show you how to do this really hard adventure because you're going to need to know how to do this later in your life. And that's a big wonder of God. You know, one of the things with, um, what, what I do, I've had the opportunity to travel all over the world and just been so blessed to meet these incredible people and to help so many people through um, our outreach arm, which is called Hand of Hope at Joyce Meyer Ministries, where we get to do just amazing things, feed hungry people, provide fresh water wells, um, rescue people from human trafficking. But in the midst of all of that, I have seen really, really desperate situations, really terrible things, a lot of things that didn't go the way we wanted them to, the people that we weren't able to get to in time. You know, the desperation is really hard. And so it's really taught me a lot about this adventure that God has taken us on and how, yeah, this world is is a big, hard world. And there are a lot of people who are hurting, but There are so many things if we look for him 
in the midst of those good times and the bad times that we find him, whether it's the thing that you just didn't know could happen. You know, it's that miracle that just shocks you where God shows up in a big way and your world kind of gets bigger or those things that really disappoint you. And you think, Lord, why did it have to happen this way? And God will still, God will still bring something beautiful out of it. And he will show you that he's still there in the midst of those hardest things that were not his plan, but that he will turn around for the good of those who love him. So I think this whole big picture of chasing after wonder, chasing after everything that he has for us is so important in those good times and those times, like you said, when we're hiking and we see the beautiful things and in those valleys, those bad times where we can't even see a way through or a way out, but we're still opening our eyes to what God might have for us even there. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I think the song that keeps coming to mind as we're talking is, uh, and I won't, I won't, I won't hurt everybody's ears, but I do love to worship. Um, like the, your goodness is coming after it's coming after me. Right. right. And I have this desire so desperately to live my life without the hindsight 2020. <laughs> like I always am like, Oh yeah, now I see God. Now, now I figured it out. Now I can put all the puzzle pieces together and not to say that I need to be prophetic (laughs) or not to say that God needs to give me the vision because that's not necessarily what I mean. But it's just this desire that in the present moment that I can be present enough with him and my prayer life and my understanding of self, my mental health, my physical health, all those places to have them aligned enough that in this moment I can see the puzzle pieces coming together and be in that place of gratitude. And like you said, lending your word, um, being in that sense of wonder that right now we're not on the hiking trip. We're not jumping off of a cliff, but this is just as much of an an adventure Mm -hmm. as those moments of adrenaline. Yeah. And that's all about trust, isn't it? Because when we're not seeing those things come together and make a lot of sense, it, it is in the, the faith because I've seen this in the past, that hindsight that I trust my future to do the same thing. And I trust God to do those things in us and through us. And there's so much to be learned there, but so many wonderful things along the way. Yeah, you're so right. I wanted to touch base on the component of um, Joyce Meyer's ministry. And I was curious if in that um, with the worldwide travel and missions is Power Girl or Project Girl a part of that or is this something separate? So Project Girl is an outreach of Joyce Meyer Ministries. And it's one of the things that um, I'm really passionate about. Of course, everybody there is, but it's it's one of the things that... um, pulls together all those things that really make a difference in the lives of women and girls around the world. So there are so many women, and I'm going to start right here with you and me and everybody who's listening, who just don't understand their value in Christ and this love that he has for us. And we limit ourselves because we limit God. Sometimes we think God will do it in everybody else's lives, but not in ours. So a huge part of project girl is making sure that all women and girls everywhere know the truth of how valuable they are. And then the other side of it is the physical expression of that meeting the physical needs, whether it's fresh water, education, rescue from human trafficking, um, all those different areas that we can be there physically showing the the love of God and being able to make a difference in girls' lives around the world is just one of my greatest joys. It's incredible. That is so beautiful. One of my missions, or not one of my mission, is freeing and propelling women globally to make their uniquely called kingdom impact. And I think it starts fundamentally with what you all are doing. It's the knowing of their value, their self-worth, that identity piece, right? Like once we know whose we are, a princess, like literally we get to be in the court of courts with the heavenly father. If you can't stand even even in shambles of, of clothing or habitat or lack of other things, 
I can envision myself at any given point in my life, like being put a, a tiara on my head, right? And so giving those those girls and those women that sense of expression, that sense of knowing of thyself without the, the tangibles, I almost feel like and you can speak to this because I haven't had the, the the gift or the joy to go on a mission trip like this. Do you feel like these women have more of a um, easy access to that belief rather than women who might have privilege or comparison or social media as a trap um, to inhibit them from that belief? You know, it's such a good question. And I think it really comes down to that's as individual as we are individuals. Some of us have that problem of um, we see so much, we have so much opportunity, maybe that it it almost pulls us away from God because um, there's just a lot of self-confidence and not a lot of God confidence all the time. And then when that fails, because it always does, then, um, you know, we're knocked down several notches and there may be a church on every corner, but if, if it's not real. If it's not relationship, then there's such a huge missing piece in our hearts. So the other side of that is when you're around the world and you are meeting mothers who are holding infants in their arms that are literally passing away from starvation. When you meet a young woman who's been physically chained to a bed in a sex trafficking incident That person also has a very difficult time understanding a loving God because they're in such a terrible situation. So it's it's almost like it can work either way. Sometimes when when we go in with just a glass of fresh cold water, that's all someone needs to know. God loves me. He sent this to me because everything we do, we let them know it's because of the love of God that we're there to share it. And so hearts are open through sharing that physical answer to their needs. But at the same time, we have to be very delicate because some of our hearts here and there have a lot of walls built up that we have to start tearing down brick by brick first. We were recently in um, a place called Colorado City, where um, if you've ever heard of Warren Jeffs, he was um, a cult leader. And he just did terrible, terrible things in that community. And that entire community was ruled by him and women and their families were just devastated. It it was um, he had many, many wives and um, there was all kinds of abuse and terrible things going on. So when we first went into that community, it was very difficult and still is for them to understand a loving father because they were religiously abused. It was in the name of God that these terrible things happened to them. So what we found is that being there, we can share the answers to what they need, the education that they weren't receiving, the the jobs and the things that will help them support themselves that they weren't able to have, the love that they just need to be surrounded with If we can give them all of those things first, then they begin to look at things differently and to say, maybe I was wrong about who I thought God was, or maybe those things I was told are not the whole story. So it really is praying in the Holy Spirit, giving us different ways to reach into the soul of a broken person. I think that that's so powerful. And I love um, the importance of the Holy Spirit in that, right? And, And us allowing ourselves in that surrender to let him be the guiding light for that. Because I think often, especially with how much you've been able to travel and, and experience so many different hard heartaches um, and also triumphs, right. It is the knowing that sometimes we can be like, Oh, I know the answer because it worked like this, this time, right. it'll work like this, this time. And to have that significance that the Holy spirit is the one who really unveils our ability to serve other people. Um, and even in this podcast experiences. Like, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. I don't, I don't have any preparation for these conversations, but it's allowing the Holy spirit to show up, to tug your heart in a certain direction and lean into the knowing and the trusting that he's got it. And so in a a very subtle experience versus a very heavy experience, it's that knowing that in the wonder, both uh, in the joy and the heartache in the simple and in the grandiose, he is equally as present. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a scripture that I love in Luke and the disciples are with Jesus physically all the time and they're seeing him work miracles and they they say that um, they're in awe and wonder because they have seen extraordinary things today. And I think about that scripture and I think about how each one of us, though we're not physically walking with Jesus, seeing him, you know, here on earth do these miracles. But at the same time, we are in a place where we have the Holy Spirit, which he says is is greater than him physically walking here with us. And that if we can open our hearts to say, I'm in awe and wonder because God is here doing extraordinary things that I'm seeing today. I think we stop missing the things that we've been missing because he's always working, but we're not always noticing and we're not always chasing after them. Um, that attitude, that, that prayerful attitude of Lord, I want to be looking for you. I want to see more of you. I want to be used more by you um, really does make a huge difference in our, in our daily outlook and the way we go about our, our walk every single day. Yeah. Quick commercial break. I know I hate these things too, but it's so critical that you grow your business for God's sake. And I mean that pun intended with all the love in my heart to get you from a place of ideation to activation. Stop dreaming, start doing, stand up, start saying yes to the call that God has on your life. We are going to be joining in Lexington, Kentucky with none other than the beautiful Rise and Grind community with Glenn Lundy, who will be co-hosting this incredible conference. This is the second annual, and he has taken me under his wing to be able to share this stage to motivate and inspire and I cannot wait to see you there November 5th through the 7th if you want to come in for the VIP experience which who doesn't want to come along for VIP that's all access passes to the speakers and the artists and you'll be able to dine with us in the private rooms with your own special bathrooms so of course come one day two day three day passes available as well and we cannot wait as Glenn and I say to hug your neck see you there you said something really good that parallels to this earlier. And you were talking about that self-confidence, that sense of self-love. And we're in this society right now where everything is about take care of yourself, yourself, listen to your intuition, right? And I think that there's a component of, of people just being misled by what that actually means yeah. um, because we know that to be God, right? And and the God within us that we honor and, and those small whispers that we hear and leaning to him in that trust rather than ourselves because like we both have experience, it seems, we've chosen to, to let self be the serving experience and it has not proven to be very fruitful, um, or, or at least really difficult fruit you can never open, and then it rots, so it's not worth it anyway. Um, but it's this, it's this knowing that um, there is a an intuition, there is a conscious, there is all of these pieces to who we are, and then there is a societal pressure to lean into these things rather than to lean into a spirit guiding or the the God within us as a Holy Spirit exchange. Can you talk us through what that actually means? I think that there is that natural knowledge, those things that God has put in us that um, we tend to be led by that are important. That's why he's given them to us, but they're not enough on their own. So I have certain gifts and talents and abilities. You have certain gifts and talents and abilities, as does everybody else that we're talking to. But no matter how brilliant or talented or able a person is, there are still things that are missing that we cannot do on our own. And when you look at society, you see how true that is. Because like you said, everyone is trying to do all these incredible things. And sometimes people accomplish what we see in the world as really wonderful things, but they're still not fulfilled. They're still not um, content and they're still not full of joy. They still don't have the peace that they want. So we have to look at that whole spiritual self as well as our physical self and put it together because that's who God's created us to be. And one without the other is never complete. 
I love that you brought this up. I have to make note of it because it it really, it helps people to understand the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and the Trinity or the three in one or whatever denomination you come from. It's all the same, Uh, but it's the knowing that that's the exact same way. We're created as the creator makes and the creator is, right? The I am. And therefore we, as a mind, a body, and a spirit have done the exact same thing that God has done with himself, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. And and it just, it blows my mind that people are like, I don't get it. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Let's, what do you mean? If we try to leave a part of it out, we're, it's just not going to work. It's it going to fail. We can't not take care of ourselves physically and accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. We can't um, not spend time with him and know who he is to know what to do. And we have to develop those things that he has put in us, whether it's through education or practice or loving people better, all these things that he needs us to do. We have to pull all those things together. And that is when our adventures come to life. Because we can have a whole lot of empty adventures just going off trying to fill our need for fun, or we can have a whole lot of really deep, deep moments trying to fix the woes of the world. But if we don't have joy, what good is it? So it's it's bringing together all those fruit of the spirit for us to cultivate those things that he's put in us so that we can be that whole person he wants us to be and have enough for it to overflow and to spill out onto other people around us. You're speaking it, girl. You guys need to be taking notes and go back and listen to this again, because it is so true. And in the ways of the world, in that self-satisfaction, in that self-love, lead us to things like addiction and trying to fulfill out of lack of understanding the depths of the fruit of the spirit and trying to fulfill it on, like you said earlier, this drive-by experience of if I try this drug, if I try this alcohol, if I try this sexual act, if I try, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and it doesn't have to be as grandiose as that. It could be Uh, let me prioritize my physical being above my spiritual being. I'm going to be the the best personal trainer. I'm going to have this size zero pant. And I'm, you know, it's like, really? You're missing the depth of his desire for you. And it's the fullness of who you are rather than just focusing on one entity. Because like you said earlier, is you'll fall flat in that self-confidence. So you boost yourself in confidence and you're lacking confidence. Woo. It's a scary place to be. I've been there. So I'm not judging you. I'm empathizing with you. <laughs> Call me. We'll pray together. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They can be really good things that we go after. Yeah, totally. And that was why I was like, hold on, let me not make it all like terrible because there are some things that can be fulfilling momentarily, but you're lacking the the juice. You're, you're lacking the nourishment of what it could actually be long-term, especially. Right. Yeah. You know, one example is um, it's I don't know. I don't even know how to bring this up without sounding all weird. But anyway, (laughs) not judging, (laughs) empathizing. I'm going to say that over and over. (laughs) Um, So my work in television over the years and doing documentaries and different things. So I I had five different Emmy nominations um, before I won an Emmy. And so you think for some reason with those nominations, if I could just win, it would be so big for my career. It would, it would mean so much. And, you know, of course, when, when that one came and they call your name or whatever, it, it's, it was great. I loved it. I have fun pictures. You know, I've got a little <laughs> statue in the other room. So yeah, it, it was, it was really nice, but, um, and I'm, I'm grateful but I've had so many other more important experiences in my life than that. That thing that we strive for is not always the thing that will fulfill us in the way that we think it will. And so there have been so many other experiences that are just like one-on-one encounters with people out in the bush somewhere or, you know, that nobody knows about things that have happened that have filled my heart in a different way and equipped me and taught me things and prepared me for the next step. So it's not that those accomplishments are bad, but those accomplishments on their own are not enough. 
We need this adventure with God. We need the next place that he's going to take us. And it, it's not necessarily a physical place. It's a spiritual place. The thing that he's going to walk through with us, that he's going to teach us, that he's going to allow us to help someone else with, those are the adventures that I'm after. Girl, me too. Let's go. I'm ready to jump off the next cliff. This is such a great conversation. I am so curious about all of those things though, right? Like people are like, well, let's stroke the accolades. Let's learn about these things. And to know like apart from him, none of those things are fulfilling. I think a lot of times people will come to me and I'm like, their, their goal is a dollar sign or their goal is uh, an accolade. I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. And the question always is, what then? Right. What happens then? Because yeah. you you can, we, we can make you a New York Times bestseller. We can make you a millionaire. Cool. Let's do it. But, but why and when, what happens next? Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, it's the propel of, of pace. And, and that's a big conversation. Pace and posture are huge for me is the knowing that if your pace is to just hit that milestone, you're going to get there maybe really fast, maybe really, really slow. It's going to take you five nominations and then you're going to get the Grammy. But what about the adventure in the process is who are you stepping on versus who oh, are you yeah. taking with you in that journey? And I think that's about the pace and the posture is if your postured heart is towards the learning of what God has in store for you of about following his footsteps versus trudging your own. There's just, oh, the conversation could persist forever just in that piece alone. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And through this um, exploration of wonder and who God is, I, I found it really necessary to talk about some of those things that block us from him, those things that come between us, um, the things like pride and selfish ambition and the things like a lack of gratitude or a lack of generosity. Those those things, if we can begin pecking away at those things, then it really does um, you start to see these little rays of light come through and you're like, wow, I had no idea when I, when I started tearing down pride in my life and it's, it's a continual thing. It's something that we all do all the time. Um, I know for me, I have, I have to always be on pride look, you know, pride outlook. So I, I just, I'm praying against it. I'm yeah. seeking in God's word, you know, let me, let me be focused on you above everything else because, you don't have to be the um, typical pride that people think of to still be full of yourself, to still feel like, you know, these things matter more than God does. That's what pride's all about. It's also about fear. You know, if I have fear because I'm afraid of how someone will think I look or how they'll see me or um, what if this happens? And that's that's all about tearing down pride so that fear doesn't win and come between us and God. And so. I, I had an experience once where I was sleeping in a hut on the Zambezi river, right along the river. And it was such a great, I was so excited because it's just one of those things that I live for these new adventures. And I just had this pride that, yeah, I can handle these things. And people say, how do you do it? Don't the bugs bother you? No, they, they don't bother me. I don't know why. Oh, I'm excited for this one. <laughs> oh, it was just like God said, oh, really? Let's knock this one down. And this hut on the Zambezi, it was beautiful. I know this was a God thing, just saying, we're going we're gonna to change your outlook. Because at night, Every type of every insect and spider and flying thing came out of nowhere. And it was overwhelming. And I will never again say I can handle it. He proved you otherwise. See, he's laughing up in heaven. He exactly. has a sense of humor. He's with me and at me. And I'm perfectly fine with that because yeah. I needed knocked down that yep. knot. And yep. when I literally ran out saying, someone help me. <laughs> That was a big shot to my pride, but it's okay. You know, it, it's okay. And the guy that came in and helped was just as messed up about it. as I <laughs> Good. So it wasn't even a girl guy thing. It was just <laughs> overall. But we have those folks. lessons to learn. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. And I love, this is one thing that we haven't yet tapped on. And I think this is really cool. You talked about it briefly with your husband and that everybody's sense of adventure is different, but 
There are surely times in our adventure, even with our our solo intimacy with Christ, that we have to be able to surrender, wave our white flag and ask for help, Mm -hmm. right? Which you exampled in this lighthearted experience. But I know that there's been super deep deeps where you had to also say, hey, I need to invite you into this place of discomfort with me and I need you to empathize and then help me out. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that was in another country or maybe that was here. But talk about that sense of um, community, that sense of iron sharpened iron that takes place in the process of adventure as well. Vulnerability is huge. If if we can't be real with other people seeing us for who we really are, instead of trying to put on a facade and making them only see the good stuff, only see the highlight reel. Um, If we can't do that, we'll never connect with other people in the way that we want to. And it's so true that people are some of the greatest adventures that God will ever bring to us. It's connecting with other people in that way. I had the opportunity to um, forge really important relationships to me with three former child soldiers in Uganda. And it, it was two young young men and one young woman who had been through the most horrific experiences and they were still teenagers. They were out of the situation and we were working to help them with an organization called Watoto. That's amazing. And I was getting ready to um, tell their story. That's what, that's what I get to do. I get to tell other people's stories, but I wanted to be so delicate because I didn't want to hurt them or bring up things that were hard for them to talk about. And so really praying about how do I do this? And God made it really, really clear to me. And I'm very grateful that I had to start by being vulnerable with them. So I had to start by telling them about my family and my kids that are about the same age and some of the hard things that we've been through, Though they didn't even compare. It wasn't about anything like that. It was just that point of I'll be real with you because I care about you enough to show you who I really am. And so we, we all need that. And then and another example of um, calling out for help and needing people around you, and this is another kind of silly example, but we were in the Amazon and there was this great big tree with all these vines that hung down and it was just perfect for that big Tarzan moment, that swinging moment. So everybody took turns and we were playing on these vines and it was incredible. And I went for my turn and I went way back for this big swing. And I somehow, I don't even know how I got tangled up. I was coiled in this knot of vine <laughs> with, with my rear end sticking straight up and my head hanging down. And it was so embarrassing. And I'm like, help. <laughs> so everybody had to run in and grab me and stop me from swinging and untangle me from these vines. And it was just so humiliating. But, you know, calling out to other people is not a bad thing to do. We, right. If you hadn't been there, I'd still be tied up. In <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just our humanity in that, right? Like, exactly. in that moment, you're like, probably not calling out to God as much as you could have been. But it's like, <laughs> I actually need a physical miracle right now. Somebody come help me. And so I love that people got to laugh with you and be with you in that vulnerable space. First off, a couple of other things as I was thinking you were talking, I want to go and get inside of your large duffel bag every trip that you go on, because I, I love, I love, love, love travel. And well, you're one, welcome. <laughs> thank you. One of the questions that I had as you were saying that, and I'm so glad you, that you like nugged them in there really quick is your children. So you have two kiddos and two grandchildren yeah. and with this huge passion to travel minister um, and also be into ministry world. I'm curious with my young kids, when did you start getting into that and how did that serve them? And maybe like what suggestions would you have for mamas who have that same heart? I think it's really important to share with our children your adventure mentality, right? To share with our kids a sense of wonder and to laugh with them, to play with them, to get muddy and messy and to go out in the rain and do whatever you need to do so that they're not trying to keep everything perfect all the time anyway. I think that's one of the things that's really hard for a mom is not just letting go of that ideal of perfection. And it's so good for your children when you can do that. And I'm so grateful that I did have the opportunity to not only do that, but to show my children that not everybody lives like we live, thinks like we think, looks like we look. That's really um, a great lesson for any of us to be able to learn. And you don't have to be able to go to other countries to teach them that just, you know, whether it's books or however you do it together, it's hugely important. But I did have the opportunity um, as they got a little bit older to take them to some of these places. 
And it was a wonderful blessing. Um, in fact, the child soldiers that um, I met that time, I got to go back to be with them again and take one of my daughters who was their age. And it's still just a wonderful thing for me to think about, to seeing them connect and to see how God brought them together and what they learned from each other. So I, I say any opportunity you can, whether it's an outreach through your church, something in your own community, or if it is maybe something that's a bigger travel experience, a mission trip someday, take the opportunity, pray about it. And if you can do it, expose your children to the world. But more importantly, expose your children to the needs in their own backyard and what they can do to make a difference there. That's so powerful. And and you're so right. And I think it's just like, I think that perfectionism piece is at play in so many people. And I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, because I feel like every like deposit of this human spirit and everything that like fleshly desire that we have is parallel to a God desire for us. Right. And, and no different than like sexual intimacy. Right. Like you want this thing and yet you're you're gifted this thing just in covenant marriage. Right. And it's the knowing that he, he sees you and he has that same desire for you. But I think the thing that I think is in this this pursuit of perfectionism, which we blanket as ourselves, like we're going to make it to the top by ourselves, is the realization that he actually does want us to seek perfection, but he is the only thing perfect. Right. And so if we can release ourselves from that, that honor, give that on him, the pedestal, then that sense of awe and wonder. And I think of the the cherubs around him when he's on the throne and, and everything that we're going to experience one day in heaven, maybe on this side of earth, depending on when he, he decides to join us again, is this all in wonder, just all in wonder goes up to him in every single realm when we are seeking the perfect heavenly father versus perfection here on earth when it's yeah. broken. Yeah. The Bible tells us that we will see the goodness of the Lord here in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. and I love that because we do think so often one day things will be better. One day things will be different, um, whether it's when I'm in heaven or if I get this job or this accomplishment or my kids get to be this age, things will get better. And what God's telling us is right now his goodness is surrounding us and we can see his goodness right here, right now in the land of the living with everything that's happening around us, but it's not in our own perfection. It's not in trying to do everything right. It's his goodness, not our goodness. Running after every single one of you right now in this very moment. And so I am so, so honored, Ginger. I'm so grateful that everybody got this time with you. I'm grateful I got this time with you. Are there any final words of chasing wonder that you want to drop in our spirit or anything else? I think one of the things is that sometimes it just seems too hard. It seems like too much work. Um, there's a lot going on in your life, you're scheduled, you're busy, or you've got serious hard things happening in, in your family or in your life. And it just feels like there's a lot coming against you to see God's wonder. And I just want to encourage you all that God's desire for you is so much bigger than all those things that you're dealing with that, that are heavy and important and, and hurting you right now. But what we often see as a barrier, God sees as a possibility for his work in our life. So I love encouraging you to that wonder that he has for you and to not see it just for someone else, but to see it for you. And I, I believe with all my heart, with all my heart, that God has joy and peace and goodness and patience and, and love overflowing for you. So I, I think that's what I just want to encourage everybody with. Don't say it's not for me. It is for you. Mic drop. I have nothing left to say. <laughs> it's, yours. it's yours for the taking, you guys. We love you. Thank you so much for being here. And we will chat soon. But in the meantime, be sure to follow Ginger Stocky in all the places and go get her book as it releases on June 15th, Chasing Wonder, Small Steps Towards a Life of Big Adventures. It is available for pre-order right now for those of you watching it live. And we cannot wait to hear what your thoughts are. So be sure to leave her a book review and a star and all the things. <laughs> Bye, you guys. See you later. Hey y'all, it's me again. I hope in today's episode you sense and ignite to an ember within you. 
something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.